It's game day once again for the Arizona Coyotes. They take on the Dallas Stars at home at Mullet Arena, the final game of their homestand before a long, long road trip. We're going to talk about that game. Plus, it's reverse retro night. Let's get ready for that. And the Arizona Coyotes have a new helmet sponsor that will also be mentioned on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me. On today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. we got a great show for you guys on today's episode. We are talking Arizona Coyotes versus Dallas Stars. Before we get into any of that, though, we are going to talk about some... Uh, a, uh, I guess, uniform news for the Coyotes because they're wearing reverse retro. Before we get to that, even then, Coyotes, Carl, new helmet sponsor. Because um, they just announced it this morning. They got a new helmet sponsor. Goodwill of Arizona is going to be on their helmets. Um, Cuba jokes because it's already started um, on social media. And yeah. I don't think we can stop it. Well, the thing is... The the obvious joke that the Coyotes are going with Goodwill was too obvious for, for most people because it's it's obvious. Um, so they went with the second most obvious joke, which is, I am not going to make a joke about the obvious joke, which is also an obvious joke. Um, so I'm just going to give the entire internet uh, an F for originality. Um, your your attempts to, to make a joke about not making a joke is is not a good joke either we are we are beyond that first level of awareness you should just give up yeah and we we understand the situation yeah i mean like it's is it an interesting decision yeah it's definitely interesting but i but you know what like i you know i think it's actually kind of cool you know goodwill i mean like you know a lot of people love thrift stores yes uh i i have personal feelings about goodwill um and how they operate as a business um which they are they are a business they are not a nonprofit, um and those theoretically could be a conversation it's not necessarily one that i want to have um right now it's not really relevant to the discussion uh so I, I'm not the biggest fan of Goodwill in general, but it's it's fine. I'm not the biggest fan of most companies that put sponsorships on jerseys. Let's let's be honest, because it's a lot of really big companies that that want to advertise their stuff, and and you know, there's always something a level in. Um, it's it, it's definitely something where I feel like it's not gonna be the topic of conversation for too much longer hopefully oh, no it 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 it, 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 w- it shouldn't be and it won't be because you know anytime anything new comes up the coyotes something gets brought up for like two minutes and then everyone moves on to the next thing yeah uh 
you know, could they have gone with a different sponsor if one was available, even if it was less money? Probably. Um, it would have saved them like a little bit of embarrassment, but but just a little. Just yeah. I mean, like I don't. I, I think no matter what happened, like what the decision the Coyotes would make, someone would still try to make some kind of joke about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, I mean, no one's going to be noticing that because it is the first game with reverse retro jerseys. It is reverse retro night. You already got our opinions on the reverse retro. Um, you know, we both like them very much so for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, although you brought out the point where before we started recording is that you really would have loved to see a reverse retro on reverse retro kind of night where it's like two both teams wear it. Yeah. Um what was it? The Buffalo Sabres and Pittsburgh Penguins did that. And I thought like just aesthetically, it looks great. Like the theme of the reverse retro, it seems to fit really well for, for two teams like facing off, uh, you know, because it's kind of like that out of time element. Uh, and the stars are not going to be wearing the reverse retro jerseys, which I, I kind of like the, the stars. They're not great, but they're not horrible. Um, so I do feel that's North, a North Star colors, right? Yeah, it, it, it's just like the you know the darker green, I, I believe. Uh, I had the picture pulled up, but I don't know. Oh, I do. Yeah, it, it's a different green. I, I honestly like the the stars modern green a little bit more, um, but it's it's fine. It's it's an absolute fine jersey. I would have liked to see it match up against the Coyotes, um, but it's not going to happen. So, eh, it is what it is. Yeah, no, I think I think that's too dark on dark. Like, if it was like super, like honestly, if I think it was like super bright jerseys, right? If it was like the um, the Coyotes um, uh, V one reverse retros against. The Minnesota Wilds v one reverse retros, even though they're both dark, but like they're but like yeah, they're both colors, but they're still bright ass colors that it will look good. Yeah, the the stars green and the Coyotes burnt orange are like it would clash too much. Yeah, yeah, they're they're weird spots of the color wheel. So, but you know that doesn't necessarily matter for, for the referees. I'm pretty sure it's pretty easy to tell the difference between the two. It's um, you know, yeah. For referees, it won't be an issue. It's for television. Yeah. Uh, it, it just, I don't know. It, it could have worked. Uh, I, I do feel like maybe there needs to be some more central planning for the reverse retros. Cause I do think it's a good idea and seeing like, two of them match up together. It's kind of like seeing like the two stadium series um, jerseys match up. Maybe what they need to do is have two reverse retros, uh, a white version and a colored version. Um, so yeah. you can have the home and the away and just to have like one for each, you know, and then have freaking I don't know, third Wednesday of the third month, be reverse retro day. Which is interesting because, because like again, some teams, like, yeah, teams all have one reverse retro jerseys. Some of them are dark, some of them are light. Like yeah. somehow you work that into the schedule. Yeah. But who, who knows? Who knows what's going on with the NHL schedule makers? I'm sure if we like, we're asking them about reverse retros. 
uh, especially going into this year, they're like, uh, we're trying to figure out where the Coyotes are going to play, what that schedule is going to be like. Uh, we have a lot on our plate right now. There, there's also concerts and just a lot of other stuff. So you know, throwing this on there would be like an extra step for them. But I think it'd be cool to like have it actually, you know, fit on theme. Th- this round of reverse retro is going back to the freaking slogan to start history doesn't repeat for your second outing of your reverse retro jersey it just seems a little bit more slapdash than than the first time which yeah i I think is is less like indicative of how much time they spent on it but how much like they got it well the first time with like seemingly no preparation now they've had an extra year and they are just kind of in the same spot they haven't really moved forward yeah, with with uh with some there was some obviously that we mentioned that that might have in some ways, but um, I'm excited though to see them on the ice. This is gonna be the first time that any of us are gonna be able to see them live on the ice. Um, a lot of people at, who are gonna be at Mold Arena tonight are gonna be able to get that full on scope. Yeah, yeah, it, I I think they look good, and I'm excited to see them in action. Yeah, it will. I mean, curious to see what that Sienna looks like on, uh, on bright ice, but yeah, and, and just like in person versus like uh, a very like well lit or specifically lit like promotional camera shoot, uh, that'll that'll definitely be interesting. Yeah, because obviously we've seen in twenty 2020, twenty in twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, twenty twenty one. Am I right? Yes. That shortened season, the COVID shortened season, um, the second one, um, where like you saw some jerseys that got displayed and the promotional like uh, like you know camera shoot, and it looked really good, but then once they hit the ice, they just looked so bad. Um, well, I think that was kind of what we saw with the Sabers because like in theory that jersey works, but like put it all together with the, you know, the, the shorts and the pants and the helmets. It just kind of like, you know, it's not as good as the sum of the parts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We still got more to get to though on this episode of locked on coyotes. We're going to go ahead and discuss Arizona coyotes versus Dallas stars. That game tonight at the mullet arena. We're going to talk about that game in just a moment. But first I'm going to turn to Carl for a quick word. So betonline.net is your number one source for betting uh, football and the start of basketball season. It's where you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, and hockey. You can head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So now let's go ahead and move on. You're talking about the game call Arizona Coyotes versus Dallas Stars. Um, what are we looking forward to in this game? What are some things that we need to watch out for? So, one of the things that I realized when I was on uh writing the preview for Five for Howling was the Florida Panthers are a good team that for whatever reason had bad special teams. Uh, 
And we did kind of see that a bit. Um, you know, Coyotes were able to kill every Florida power play. They got two power play goals of their own. Uh, yeah, they didn't always look horrible, but the results ended up kind of stacking up. The Dallas Stars have a better penalty kill than the Coyotes, and their power play is not as good, but it's still top 10. The Panthers, I think, were like bottom 10 at the time. So special teams, I think, is going to be not great for the Coyotes, and that's an area that they really need to win the battle. Uh, also, just in general, like the the, the Stars are pretty well-balanced team. So this one's going to be tough. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's going to be tough. The, um, to see that, to see that difference. Uh, I, I do think it, it is, you know, again, pointing out that, yeah, you mentioned where Dallas has special teams lands, but the Coyotes, again, have a top 10, both, both penalty kill and, and power play. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it is definitely like it on paper, looking at the special teams, it seems like it's even to maybe a slight coyote's advantage, but on paper and on the ice are, are two very different things. And they're close enough on paper that I'm just worried about the on ice result. Exactly. It will be interesting to see how that works out. I mean, the. Like I'm confident the power play will get its job done. Penalty kill, it seems like you know. Obviously, you you took a look at some of the problems they had in the early part of the season, and just taking too many darn penalties. Um, yeah. That that kind of is going to end up biting them in the butt later on, if because you know their penalty kill is just is only going to be so so efficient. But yeah. power play, you know, if they can keep the momentum up, I mean, they had a couple games when they didn't get any power play goals. A couple games where they get you know like two or three, but it still works out in the end. Yeah. Uh, like consistency wise, the power play has been surprisingly good. Um, and it could definitely, you know, I, I didn't think it'd be a game winner, but on against Florida, both their goals were on the power play. So that is definitely a game winner. Uh, the stars are the top team in the central right now, which is weird. Uh, I, I don't know how that happened, but they are. And, and they've been kind of playing like it. Uh, I, I think they're they have a really balanced team. Uh, I know I may have underestimated them, but I think a lot of people in general may have underestimated them going into the season. Yeah, maybe might have just ended up being that way. Who knows? But um, who are you looking at, looking forward to paying attention to? Like what players from the Coyotes? Maybe what players from the Stars too that you're going to pay, pay attention to? So this is definitely going to be all eyes on Gunther. Um, it's his ninth game, so that decision of whether or not to send him down or not, it, it's going to be based pretty heavily on how things work out today. Um, so he needs to look his absolute best. And mm -hmm. credit to the kid. Uh, he has shown up. Uh, I think the fact that we are having this conversation is a true testament to uh, the play of Dylan Gunther, uh, and I expect him to to deliver a good performance today. Oh, absolutely. Dylan Gunther is definitely going to be that player to watch for the Coyotes, and it's going to be an interesting thing how that turns out. Um, you know, like you said, it's his ninth game, and the decision is weighed heavily on what happens after this game. I do want, you know, 
want to reiterate and just like remind people that technically the coyotes can still send Gunther down after um, they decide it's like, you know, he plays a 10th or 11th game. But the problem with that, Carl, and I'm, and you know this, and I'm going to listen, you know, mention this to all the other listeners who maybe not know that if, if they do, they're still burning a contract here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, I think it was Lawson Krause's first year with the Coyotes. There was a, a condition where if he played a certain number of games and the Coyotes didn't get an extra pick, like one of those kind of conditions, um, and, and the team kind of kept him up. And then the next year he got sent down and you're just like, we feels like we wasted that. And that's kind of the similar situation. Like they could absolutely send him back halfway through the season. They could like play him in his 10th game and then send him back. Uh, it would just be like, you know, a waste, I guess. Yeah. Is the best way to say it. Like why waste a contract year on a team that's, you know, with, with, you know, when, especially when you're a team that's rebuilding. Right, because yeah. you want to make sure you maximize your contract term with you know with your prospects to make sure that once you're ready to emerge, you don't really have to worry too much about financials. Yeah, uh, and, and I do think that you know from what we've seen from the from the Barrett Hayton contracts, from the Lawson Krause deal, Bill Armstrong is absolutely not afraid to play hardball um, with his players. But I think everyone kind of looks at Gunther and sees a future star, which is totally understandable, but stars kind of expect to get paid um, like it. So unless they can like lock him in like super early with like an eight year deal, like after his ELC, like the the contract that Dylan Gunther gets is going to heavily impact what moves the Coyotes are able to make in the next coming years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely going to dictate it quite a lot. And it's going to be interesting. Once again, the the decision, I think, yeah, all eyes will be on that. Um, to you, what does Dylan Gunther have to do to prove himself that, hey, like, you shouldn't send me down? Um, I, I don't even think at this point it's about offensive production because he has shown that he can produce in the NHL. Uh, I think what he has six points, five points, um, something like mm, that. Yeah. Yeah. Around that. Um, and I, I think he needs to like show what he can do defensively. Um, I think he needs to kind of like be very good in his own zone in addition to the offensive zone. Right. And that's going to be it. like Don Gunther, play in the neutral zone probably has as much to do with whether or not he sticks around as if he were to score a goal tonight. Pay attention to what Dylan Gunther does in transition the other way, yeah. right? Make sure, you know, check and see how he does in the back check, check and see how he does in the, in, you know, in, in the defensive zone, a lot of stuff like that. Um, Cause you're right. He doesn't have to prove anything on his offense. Cause we knew even from before he started that this kid was, a true offensive powerhouse, a freaking true goal scorer. Like, yeah. So it's like, okay, we're not worried about that. This is the question that we have to ask now. Yeah. It, him going into the corner and winning a battle is very important for tonight. Um, more so than it is any other night. Uh, but I do think like, you know, that that is 
I'm sure been communicated to him. Like Bear has talked a lot about like, yeah, consistency is what we need at the NHL. He's a young player. You don't expect him to have that level of consistency yet, but it's what you need to be an NHL player. What I'm curious to see though is who they match him up with, you know, on the you know, against against the stars. Because the stars have got themselves quite the roster. Yeah. Like I said, they're pretty balanced. They have uh, three players who have five goals, which is pretty good. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a tough one. And Gunther hasn't exactly been getting like the easiest matchups. It's, it's not the hardest, but definitely not the easiest. Yeah, it will be. It will it'll definitely be a challenge on that side. Um, any other players that uh, either on on either the Coyotes or the Stars that we had to watch out for. I'm always looking out for for Rope Hints. Uh, he he just he's, he's too good. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm always very afraid uh, that he is going to do something ridiculous with the puck and score. Absolutely, and you know, and uh, for me, I think it's um, like surprisingly. I don't even know how I'm still talking about this guy, but like Joe Pavelski is somehow still <laughs> in offensive, like. Still playing, uh, still doing really good. Uh, yeah, he's got nine points in ten games. Yes, like, what is he like? And he's thirty-eight years old. What is he doing? <laughs> he he is keeping it going surprisingly well. Uh, as as we're starting to see, kind of a lot of players his age begin to drop off. He is playing extremely well. He's just dropping off. He's like throttling it forward, like. Dude, it's amazing. Um, like it's honestly astonishing to see something like that. Um, so, but yeah, that's 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 a player. Obviously, I'm going to be watching out for um, as the Coyotes take on the Stars tonight. But what we're going to do though is we're going to get to some predictions. Get to that in just a moment. But first, I want to remind everyone and thank everyone once again for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen today. For your second listen, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's now, Carl, get to our bet online picks of the game as we take a look at what the odds are, courtesy of our friends at Bet Online. Dallas Stars are point and a half favorites at plus 110 with minus 210 um, on the uh, money line. Six points is the total. Hmm. Six points. Um,. Uh, well, I guess that is a reflection of the Coyotes games being a little bit more low scoring at lately. Yeah, uh, at Mullet, but yeah, I was trying to think what was the Columbus, but no, or the Coyotes had six goals in that one too, right? The Coyotes had, it was six to three against, yeah, yeah um, against the Blue Jackets. And then it was like two to three, two to three. And three to one. Okay. So we know that Ingram is going to be starting for the Coyotes. Yes. Uh, I think he's looked good. I I think that the excuse me, the team in general has looked good. Um, but I, I think that tonight's game is going to 
bit of a surprise for them. Uh, I, I think this is going to be like a, a big shake. Coyotes are facing real tough competition that they haven't, I would say, since the road trip. Um, I'm going to go uh, four to Dallas. Four to Dallas. Okay. Okay. I can see it. Um, see, I'm looking at the trends of Mold Arena in general. I, I like to follow the role of three, and so far there were three games at Mullet, and all of them pretty low-scoring games. Yeah. Um, and I kind of take I take that into consideration um, and kind of get an understanding. I don't think the Coyotes are going to win this game, but it is going to be under. Um, they follow a trend of under at Mullet. Um, but I do think the Coyotes will uh, cover that spread of a point and a half. So it will be at, um, I'm going to say three to two mm-hmm. Dallas Stars. So we both have Dallas winning this one, which means the Coyotes are probably going to like pull one out uh, of their butts uh, because that's kind of how it goes sometimes. Um, they are clearly the underdog and. You know, I think it's fair that we respect that. Um, and I think they need to respect that too if they have any chance. Um, I don't know. The, the teams that the Coyotes have beaten, I, I often feel like they weren't taking them seriously. Um, but the Stars are a division rival. And that is that's a team that you take seriously no matter what. Uh, even if it's like they're looking at the Coyotes and they're like, they should be one of the bottom teams of the league, but they're not. They're not one of the bottom teams of the division. They're a division rival, so we got to take them seriously. So I, I think Dallas comes out strong, which is why I'm comfortable saying that the Coyotes, I don't think are going to get this one, but I could be wrong. Um, you know, there's I, there's no reason I could see on paper for the Stars underestimating the Coyotes, but like I said earlier, there's a difference between paper and the game that plays. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the way this plays out will be, you know, you know, pretty telling on on just in general how the Coyotes play at Mullet Arena. We've already gotten three games of sample size. Um, yeah. Now you got a tougher, you know, got a much tougher challenge here. So, yeah. which although like looking at um, the schedule, it's going to be weird because like. How much faith are we going to put in the four games at Mullet Arena the next time the Coyotes are in? Like 14 games after. Uh, I forget what that road trip is, but it is intense, and the Coyotes are going to be coming back to their own annex. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, and let's also remember, too, uh, I think the difference maker at Mullet is the noise, right? Um, like You and I were there just last weekend. Like It's loud. Um, the noise has nowhere to go um, because it's smaller. Um, and I think that kind of adds to the challenge for visiting teams. Uh, I, th- I think also, like, we have heard so many people talk about the ice and the boards. Like, just kind of getting used to those. Like, there's a learning curve with knowing, like, where you're going to be able to hit the puck on the boards and have it bounce where. Like, this is something that... You know, players take a lot of time to familiarize themselves with. So that is definitely going to be a thing that we see kind of if we can get more adjustments as the years or as the year goes on, 
who is going to be making those adjustments. Um, but the noise is definitely going to be key. Um, yeah, this is this, the stars are the last team to have to play with uh, the makeshift dressing room. So that's exciting for them to get to be the last. <laughs> Absolutely. Any final thoughts you want to give before we close things off on this episode? Uh, it's a. Uh... It's going to be an interesting one. Um, I was not expecting the stars to be as good as they are, but you know, maybe I'm overestimating them right now. Definitely going to be a game to watch. Absolutely. It definitely will be a game to watch. Once again, Arizona Coyotes and Dallas Stars at 7 p.m. tonight, 7 p.m. local time at the Mold Arena. So be sure to pay attention to that. You can obviously be able to watch it on, on, uh, on Valley Sports and uh we'll listen to it you know on, on the radio but we will also have post-game coverage right here on the lockdown coyotes podcast so be sure to like and su- subscribe if you have yet to already we are available everywhere you get your podcast including on youtube don't forget to interact with us too on social media we're on facebook facebook.com slash locked on coyotes and on twitter at lo underscore coyotes I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock FF. Interact with us, ask a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.